Welcome to John Graves Kayak Fishing. Thank you for dialing in. What do they say nowadays? Thank you for dropping in. Thank you for tuning in. So we're not tuning, really, are we anymore? Thank you for digitally punching in to John Graves Kayak Fishing. I've been doing this for, I guess, third year. It's going on my third year now. have probably a couple hundred episodes, I believe. And the fish just jumped up at me. Not sure what that was. I think my rudder just ran over, delicately, over the back of a carp. <laughs> well, guess where I'm at? I'm not in my living room. Actually, this is kind of my living room. I'm here. I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I'm in this body of water more than I am my living room. I'm at Stone Lake Lake today. My good old stomping grounds. I, I had my first aid swimming lessons here. At first, uh, gosh, I was probably eight, maybe seven or eight years old. Over there on the beach, I'll never forget. I thought it was kind of ironic that I would come here to Stone Lake Lake to learn, you know, first aid, you know, how to keep myself safe and possibly saving others. While mom strapped me in the back. Actually, they didn't strap me at all. They threw me and a couple other of the kids there in the neighborhood in the back seat of a Mach 1. A bright, like yellow Mach 1 driven by one Betty Whitaker. And man, that woman from Georgia could absolutely flat out drive. Put her in a stock car. And there's no straight road. Not back in the late 60s. There was no straight road to get from our house to here. Stone Lake Lake, and it was one scary ride. I remember, I, I was, it was white knuckle the whole way as a kid. That's not fun when you can't see, when you're sitting low in the back seat of a Mach 1, which there isn't a lot of room. And you can't see where you're going. And you got this just lead-footed moonshine runner from Georgia just laying it down. Ah, the good old days. But I've been here for a long, long time. I have a lot of confidence in this lake. It's a very low-pressured lake. Uh, You know, open it up. I'd love to see a bunch of kayakers get over here to Stone Lake Lake. You know, I'm just not into that keeping a secret honey hole thing. You know, it is what it is. We all have good days. We all have bad days. If we had that one good honey hole, we would all never leave it. We wouldn't go anywhere, but it doesn't matter. Sometimes even at your honey hole, those little honeys aren't biting. So, uh, but I'm very consistent here. Just starting to figure it out. This is probably my third year really hard going at this lake. I bypassed this lake just like everybody else did on the way to Rocky Fork, on the way to Cowan. You know, let's go find some clear water down and. Kentucky somewhere. Nobody, I can't say nobody, but hardly anybody comes here to Stone Lake Lake. It's a very shallow lake. It's a very challenging lake. It's not easy to catch fish here. It took me a long time to figure out exactly how to do it. There's no structure. There's nothing, anything for these bass to cling on. And almost always you are guaranteed about a 
maybe if you're lucky a six inch visibility so people just don't like doing it it's a electric motor only so you don't see a lot of bass boats here uh, you'll see more of anything that else really just recreational kayakers but uh, I would certainly love to see some really good uh, kayak anglers come out here and pick this thing out because I have a feeling there's there's six, seven, uh, maybe even upwards of, of really big, big bass here in Stanley Lake. So today we are at the Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Heroes on the Water Charity event. I love this ra uh, event, this race. Actually, it is a race sometimes to the, to the fishing area to the spot that you want to i'm in the hobie i track nine this damn little thing's fast i'll put it up against a uh a, a 403 torquedo right now i don't know about the 1103 but i put it up against a smaller torquedo let's get it on right now i'll even give you a little head start but this hobie i track nine is incredibly fast it barely touches the water it's almost like a hovercraft when you get going like you just get up on it and it starts going. Love this thing, kicking it. I have the uh, Mirage Drive, uh, 180 Mirage Drive in here because it's just so nice. It now it comes with the 90, the one that just sends you forward. You know, it's because it is light enough, it turns on a dime. Uh, this thing turns sharper and easier and faster in a 360 than the actual 360 Hobie. Call me crazy. Why? Because you have to have rudder speed going in order to really get that thing to turn even the Hobie 360 to a certain extent. You have to get a little speed going and that thing will start turning, but without any speed at all, literally sharp rudder turn and just start feathering those Mirage drive fins underneath the hull of this watercraft and you're just gonna start spinning. So, <clears throat> To have the, just the forward you know, uh, Mirage Drive in this is not a problem because you can get really tight in some spots and really spin your way out of there. But with the 180, it just, you know, it makes sense. I have one, so why not? Put it in there and uh, it fits great. And uh, it's perfect for getting up into those really tight spots, getting, you know, that uh, lure caught. Something that we none of us really like to do, so do we not take the chance? of tossing that lure into that really tight spot. You know there's a fish in there. You know there's a fish in there. Why? Because if you're thinking it, they're thinking it. Oh, it looks like a good spot. Fish don't think too much about it. They're not, they're not worried about curb appeal. They're just, oh, there's a rock. Let me hang out by the rock. Especially in muddy water like this. You know, can you ever imagine yourself like if, the, if your house is on fire and it's full of smoke? Right? What is the first thing you do? Well, you start reaching for something. I gotta feel something I can't see. Right? You have been walking down that. Did you hear that? That was a massive fish that just jumped over there. I have a feeling that they are in the spawn. Call me crazy, but there's some type of a spawn activity going on right now. But uh, these fish are sticking super tight to structure, and that's how you have to fish this lake right here. Super tight to structure. Everything I have ever caught here at Stone Lake Lake has been touching stru uh, structure here. Everything. 
So I wish everybody luck in this event. It is an MLF event, Major League Fishing event, not MILF. MLF event, meaning that all you can catch, it's gotta be 12 inches or longer. That's the minimum, 12 inches, and you just start adding them up. It's not the five biggest, it's not having a limit. Somebody that catches nothing but 12-inch bass could absolutely win this thing, especially if you catch a lot of them. So today, call me crazy. It's going to be nice going after the big girls to get the, the big size, those, those bites that you get every once in a while. But today might be the day that you want to start hammering those males that are And if there is some type of spawn activity going on, then they're protecting the nest and they're going to be easy to pick out. You could probably catch these guys on Lucky Strikes and Sour Patch Kids today. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for my American Tackle team mate, Zach Harrell, podcast host for a Yak Legion podcast. I'm waiting out, hanging out for him. I came here, actually somebody beat me to the dock this morning. It was a gentleman in a uh, 150 skier. Bought brand new by his brother back in 1989. This thing was a gorgeous copper, like flake, skeeter boat. God, beautiful. I could just see, I mean, you see Kevin Van Dam on that damn thing. All right, this Roland Martin. I mean, that's exactly what this boat looked like. That era was so cool. However, and he's already launched, he's gone. However, he has really made a bad decision on parking. So it gets busy here at Stone Lake Lake, especially at King Ramp, right? And King Ramp is uh, over on the, uh, gosh, Stone Lake Township side. It'll be like Edenton side. So you're on the west side of the, the lake. And uh, that's where I always come to. It's closest to the dam. So you get a lot of the bigger boats like that to be launched out of here. And that poor guy, rather than parking in one single spot like all of us do here, He's taking up five parking spots with that truck and that trailer. And I think he's under the, um, he's under the impression this is a very slow, lazy little ramp. <laughs> Not today, it's gonna get busy, I bet. Well, Zach should be showing up. We're looking so forward to ICAST this year. If you're down at ICAST, top of the American Tackle booth, we're in the middle of it all. You're not gonna miss us, you know? Just look for the big lure, uh, like the lure tank, the demonstration tank there. Look for that, where all the big bass are. I think we'll probably be over to the right of it, but we'll be there close. You can't miss an American tackle. Please stop in. If you're a rod builder, you know, already know about the award-winning American tackle products. I can't wait to get down there and see some of my friends. It's like a, it's literally like a family reunion. It's a good day. Tuesday, they have on the water event, which is a great time. Come out and see some of the new products. I'm sure that Eric Jackson's will, Jackson will have the uh, Apex watercraft out there, which is incredible. I did not get in that last year. I don't know why. Punched me in the face. What the hell was I thinking? I was hanging out with Caleb Osborne of the Zero Hour Bomb Company, otherwise known as Zepgel. And uh, he was uh, pimping out the Bullet MG, an incredible casting reel. Uh, guaranteed not to really to backlash at all. I loved it. You know, it's the press button. It's kind of old school, but I'm telling you what, I've caught some big fish on that. He left me uh, uh, left me with the one that they were down there demonstrating. I think, he, man, just uh, amazing, you know. What I cast is all about meeting good friends, and, and I hope to see Caleb and uh, the rest of the folks from Quantum. 
and Zepco down there. But uh, many other folks, AJ down there at the uh, Hobie, all the folks uh, there uh, want to stop in and see Katie and the rest of everybody uh, there at Spike It and Lure Works. Unbelievable. If you have the opportunity to stop there at Spike It, check out the amazing. I mean, it's like taking art to the water. It literally is taking art to the water. Sight and smell. By golly, they got everything you need. And lure makers, if you're uh, if you've been in lure making for a long time, you already know about uh, lure works and all the great molds that they have. But stop in and see them. They got everything you need: plastics, flakes, all that kind of stuff. I've never really got into the plastic lure making. I know a local uh, boy wonder here by the name of Chris Anderson, smiling Chris Anderson, loves to make uh, uh, his own plastics, um, and I got them bag of them actually I'm gonna try out one or two of them today hopefully they just chomp them up Chris Anderson I didn't paint my toenails you know that's one thing that you could do with all the spike it products because they have this thing called a uh, worm and chunk paint and you can decorate some of those uh, soft plastics the colors of your desire like if you're in some muddy stained stuff you can splash some chartreuse or some maybe some bubble gum Paying fire red, you know, things like that. You can put, they got glow, a worm and chunk paint, uh, but they, it looks like nail polish. And uh, Smiling Chris Anderson likes to uh, have his nails painted by his daughter, and, and it brings him good luck. And by golly, I think it works. It really does. I tried to black magic, like black permanent marker, Sharpie my toenails see if that might help but it didn't I think you actually have to have your daughter paint your toenails so you know Elle she's up in Chicago I'll run up there and maybe get a little bougie uh, pedicure manicure uh, with her uh, before the next big tournament or uh, you know Courtney I head over and you know Courtney's almost four well Courtney's four years old <laughs> Happy birthday, Courtney. I can't believe it. You know you're old. Well, okay, you don't know you're old. You feel old. That's when you really fart. Man, I'm 40 years old. But when you have a child, your firstborn, hit 40, you feel like you're 80. Because you've already been there. I've already been at the 40. Now you're at the 40. I feel like I'm 80 right now. <laughs> Good thing I have a 37-pound Hobie iTrek 9 inflatable watercraft. I love this thing. That guy on the boat was kind of flipped. I was like, wow, what is that? He just carried it over. He was wrestling with his boat, taking all kinds of time. I had this thing ready to rock and roll within minutes. Amazing. I love it. So uh, the sunrise is coming up. It's beautiful uh, here. Uh, have a beautiful, beautiful Sunday, everybody. Uh, if you're out there on the water right now, tight lines, be safe. Make sure you got that PFD on. You know what? I'm sitting here looking, and you know what? I don't have my PFD on. <laughs> I'm sitting here going around in circles because it's so much fun on this Hobie. So excited to get out there. I got to run back up to the uh, Suburban and get my PFD on. So uh, say, be safe, everybody, uh, and have fun, and uh, we'll, we'll check in later on. Have a great time.
could be one of my favorite parts. Launch time. I love launch time. Not lunch time, but launch time. I love getting out and just feeling the energy of all of the kayakers just blasting off to where they want to start the tournaments. It's not quite as exciting, I would say, as the ESPN, uh, you know, powerboat type bass tournaments where they're just doing like 70, 80 mile an hour, got motorcycle helmets on, you know, at risk of just getting being flung from the bass boat, literally. I mean, that type of speed scares the hell out of me. I, I mean, I always, because as a kayaker, you see that slightly submerged refrigerator. And man, I don't care how much of on plane your boat is, if that prop hits some of the stuff that we see, oh, well, you know what happens. Rips the uh, motor completely off the transom and uh, flings the bass uh, angler and his co-angler just completely out of the boat. And they tumble on the water. It feels like hitting cement. Nah, I like the speed that I'm going right now. I'm actually going pretty fast for a kayak. I mean, I'm cooking along. There's, there's just no resistance in this thing. You float on top of the water, literally. It feels like you're a hoverboard in a way. Just floating on the water. Got my big uh, turbo fins on. Now, the Hobie iTrek 9 doesn't come with the turbo fins, which are a little longer. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, you get a little bit more speed. Probably another mile and a half. Which doesn't sound significant, relatively speaking, but uh, you know when you're on a watercraft like a kayak and you're just kicking it with your feet and human power, you know, a mile, two miles, an hour makes a big difference. Whether or not you're going to get out to that spot faster than the other guy. So it's funny you see a couple people just like, and nowadays they got the big, you know, they're like almost like sailboat motors, basically, torpedo motors. Newport Vessel, which you can find at Strictly Sailing. Kayaks located in Blue Ash. They've been there since 1978. Yes, they would love to sell you a kayak. Five stars, gold stars, man. They get they, they get 11 out of 10 stars. I'm not kidding you. Those reviews, they get 11 out of 10 stars. Who does that? Unless you're like, uh, you know, uh, what was it? The Spinal Tap? where his uh, uh, lead guitar amp didn't just go to a 10, it went up to 11. You know, once you get 10 where it's so loud and it has one more, 11, make it even louder. Yes. Well, the five up, you know, 11 out of 10 stars. Strictly sale. Can't beat that. Think about it. In today's day and age, to get a good customer review is tough. It is tough. They have a massive amount of kayaks. I mean, truckloads. I'm not kidding when I say truckloads. They have truckloads of kayaks. So go online. Strictly Sail. Just hit it. Google it. You'll find it. We're there. Strictly Sail and Kayaks in Blue Ash, Ohio. Proud sponsor of the John Graves Kayak Fishing. So we are just about 100 yards away from my target zone. 
where I'm going to start out. It is 541, so lines in in approximately uh, about 19 minutes from now. So I'm setting good. This gives me enough time to uh, say a little prayer, do a lot of wishing, which I do better than anybody. Hoping and praying, man. And um, have some of my coffee, get some uh, nutrition in me, and uh, make uh, some contacts. I, I suggest that for everybody. If you're out this early in the morning, you're going to be out all day by yourself on a kayak. Yeah, make sure you have a contact buddy. You know, somebody just say, hey, I'm on the water. I don't care who it is. You know, hey, I'm off the water. This whole check-in and out thing on the attorney uh, X thing, I think is brilliant. Whoever came up with that idea. Uh, you know, Dwayne, Wally, and everybody down there at Tourney X Mountain. Big shout out. Thanks for doing the work that you're doing. And, uh, man, I, I want to have a little special, another little shout out. Someone I think I've been thinking about. I'm very impressed. Uh, Jim Shrunk. That's what I'm going to call him now. Jim Shrunk. He knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> Jim Shrunk. Is, has been a kayak angler and very, uh, very active in the kayak angling world, and uh, you know, battled with uh, his weight. And Jim, by golly, took it serious. I don't know if it was the COVID thing or whatever. You know, sometimes just changing what we do—literally, that's how you do it. You change your, you change everything, your lifestyle. And by golly, Jim shrunk. Jim Strunk is now Jim Shrunk. So big shout out to Jim. God bless you, man. Good job. Motivates you. You know that sometimes this uh, kayak angling is uh, can catch up with us, you know. And I would, I would really, uh, you know, it is a very physical, um, you know, sport. You wouldn't think about it. You had a lazy little day in your kayak fishing. Man, you spend nine hours in a kayak, you know, pushing a big hobby around or just flinging a rod or, you know, some of the adrenaline that pumps through you. How about if you capsize, you know, and yeah, I've capsized this very kayak in this very lake. I got $800 worth of, of equipment over there. I bet you got a $100 jackhammer. $100 worth of jackhammers you're sitting down there in the water. It's about six feet deep. One of these days, me and Billy Chambers from Billy Kayaks is going to do a little scuba diving. I, I don't know about that. You can't see nothing in this place. I'll let him go down. I'll hold the hose. I got a little air pump on my iTrek 9, Billy. Are you good, Billy? <laughs> the line went limp. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> oh my gosh. Big shout out to Billy. And uh, thanks once again for the banana award. First ever. John Graves Kayak Fishing awarded the banana award. We're just doing some goofy stuff. And if you stick around and listen to John Gray's Kayak Fishing, you'll learn about this goofy stuff. And hopefully, hopefully you won't make the same mistake. I'm going to get into my spot. I'm going to have some coffee. And we're going to hopefully, 6 a.m., lines are in. We're going to start catching some fish. We'll be right back. Sorry about that. Hey, everybody. What's up? John Graves Kayak Fishing here. Uh, one of the most bougie uh, kayak bass anglers out there. Probably even a little bit more bourgeoisie than I am. 
and that's Brandon Palmer from Little Miami Outfitters coming over tonight. We're just going to hang out and we are going to talk bass fishing. So stay tuned. I'm getting the I'm getting the tack room cleaned up. It's uh, a little skanky, you might say. Brandon Palmer, don't put those pictures away yet. Okay, let's see it right now. You just showed me a big fat, what was that, like 19 inch smallie? Yeah. Huh? 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 What's up with that? Look at that. Oh my god. That's what they mean when they say football. It looks it's like got a football. Traps. It's <laughs> Look got at traps that. On it. You, I, I don't have a tiny hand, but. Right. You got makes it. it look. That looks like you look. That looks like Walter Payne. I mean, look at that. I holding get a football. My hand on look at that's time. amazing. Wow. Now, where was this again? St. Clair. St. Clair. Yeah. What is the magic of St. Clair? Why is St. Clair so? Everybody that talks about St. Clair just goes ape shit when they talk about the small one. It's like the recipe for. It is the, the recipe for the best smallmouth fishing. It's got between Huron and Erie. It's got this middle pool almost. That's, I think, max maybe eight, 15 feet deep. Right. And it goes all the way across like that. And it's like magical that the gobies ever came in there because that's all they eat. Well, that's an invasive species, isn't it? Yeah. The gobies? It, it made it over from the Atlantic, I think. North kind Atlantic. Of fell into some home. bilge pump somewhere. And it's full. Got of, puked out right there. And they're on. They're fat. With those things. Now, what were the what was the big smallmouth like bait before? It had to be your typical. Was it just like junk food and swim baits? It had to be your typical stuff. Crawl, crayfish. But now anything like that, that you, now it's just looks like a goby. Right. Do not ever let go of your rod when <laughs> you cast it. Because it's gone. It's just magical how they just fire up and wow. it's like wow, wow, special time of the year for that. Around the around the spawn. Right. Yeah. So a month ago, a month and a half uh, ago. Yeah, just, they just got over with it. Okay. So it's anywhere you see a weed. Right. Throw it. Right. Just let them just drag it through it. Right. It's like now, I mean, can you get back up there? Be pretty productive when it comes to catching smallmouth, like right now. Yeah. We'll be up there in three, like three weeks. Okay. Well, four weeks for the event. But well, you got yeah. So you got a hobby event going on. KBF. Right? A KBF event. Yeah. What's going on up there? Uh, it's their. They always do a trail, two-day trail, and then they, now they got this blue division. Right. So I'll be up there for that. Right. And if you hammer that one, what happens? Yeah, dude, it's like it's gonna kick every like it's your best three. But I read in there something about their points where they'll just catapult you. They're having this. They're they're, they're gonna be trying to pay some money next year. Basically, come down to right. their formulas. I don't know. They're trying. To, I know what they're trying. He's trying to compete with these other national like payout tournaments. Right. Makes sense. Right. But he's doing it for the trail. Like they have the trail, the pro. Um. I think I don't know. You qualify for the DZ or something like that. I got. Yeah. I lost interest with KBF. Yeah. What, did you? There's a lot. Of, well, I in the beginning that's all I did. My first year, unbeknownst to me, and here's a little words. 
here's a little word of advice. If you are, if you know that you're going to be fishing a lot, which I knew first year of me fishing in a kayak, I knew I was going to be fishing just a boatload. Right. I had it available to me here everywhere. I had the time off. I could do it, you know. Big shout out to 50 West, by the way. Yes, sir. Right there, 50 West. Brandon brought over some main lager. That's pretty good lager right there. He felt he felt guilty because he drank my other ones last time he was here. He drank. Them. I did. I didn't have that many. A lot. You yeah. brought over two six packs. No, uh, uh, we were drinking. Uh, uh, da, 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 I'll think of it in a minute. Maybe we drank a lot of it. Who knows? But the K, but I started KBF that first year because that's really all there was. There was no Hobie Bass Open Series. Right. There was really not much other than KBF events that were that's going on. Was, and this really. was like 2017, 2018. Yeah. And, uh, but that word of advice is if you know that you're going to be fishing a lot with that new season that's coming up, wait until you j- join KBF that year. Mm-hmm. Don't join KBF in the middle of the year prior just because you want to do some KBF tournaments. Why? Because I did so many of the state challenges. I did uh, every possible KBF event I could do and without even knowing it was just a few points shy of uh, rookie of the year uh, points. And I would have I would have competed a little bit harder if I would have known that but I had no idea until the end of the year. When I got invited, I wasn't paying attention, obviously, but uh, but I got invited to the top 100 down in Louisiana. He's which doing is really it smart, cool. though, because what you're talking about, the, the formula based off of what you and I were provided, offered back, what, five, six years ago. Now he's offering like that Trail 1, Trail 2 event with the pro piggyback on the side of it. So one, one contestant could spend $400 because the pros to and each of the trails like one or one ten so he's he's kind of making that separate from what you and i were just talking about the membership and the trail or the the uh the monthlies and all that stuff he's right. wanting that to just be its own en- entity right this is kind of if it works for him it's a good move right. but it's we'll see right. after what i ran into down at laurel river lake it doesn't look like much change right we'll see though and we're talking about KBF. You guys are just kind of happening. If you're not wondering what we're Chad Hoover and KBF. You know, Chad, give him credit where credit's due, man. I've, you know, Chad really came up with a big way, and he's really pushed this to where it is, you know. And then obviously others have taken part and got into it, and they, uh, sort of piggybacked off what had going on with all that. And it's really com- came into something. I would have never really thought that it would have become this big. I just didn't think it would become that big. Right. I, now, there's no doubt in my mind that it's going to get bigger than ever. It's going to get so big. Big. I'm talking big, Brandon. And it's, gonna, it's only going to be a matter of years before all these sponsors like start being like, oh, so this is the new thing. And start kicking serious money in, and they're paying like 50000 an event. Right. Dude. Mm-hmm. And that, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that as like not... It's gonna. It's a possibility, right? Who doesn't have 50 G's to toss at something now? You get all those big, bigger sponsors that are like waiting to see what this is doing. Yeah, it's 
going to be something to watch. Man. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of all just taking part in its own like its own self. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you're listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing here on um, Anchor FM. I appreciate it uh, for all the subscribers. Big shout out. I'm here with Brandon Palmer of Little Miami Outfitters. Yes, sir. How can we just look, you know, anymore? Do we need need to even have like www. bull anymore? No. We could just say Little Miami Outfitters. Google it, man. Do it. Right? And and it's going to come up, right? Absolutely. It'd be the first address to come up. There you go. How easy can that get? I had some little punk kid. I was doing a tour one day. (laughs) And this little punk, right? Go on, huh? And, And. and I did. I was kind of stumped on some knowledge of the the city, and he just looked at me like you big dummy. He's like, Google it, man. <laughs> and I went, Wow, that is the thing. So, Little Miami Outfitters, and and so tell us what you got going on with that now, Brandon. I mean, it's uh, you've had this going on for what a couple years now. Yeah, since twenty late twenty eighteen, and you know, obviously got everything rolled in twenty nineteen, and everyone halted with with COVID, and. I kind of look back now, and and, and I, when they say it takes three years to make a model of what you want it to be, I totally get it. Because now, ever since that, all that's bypassed, I've got the network, I've got to go places, I've got to meet people, talk to people, go in shops, talk like, and that's how you get yourself out there, right. especially in an industry like we're in, what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, it's just you know, I'm trying to just put a footprint in the rod game. However, I get there is, right. you know, it's up to me, but it's it's pretty cool being able to do that. So it's taken off. This this year was by far my best year I've had. And you're just and you're doing it with a grassroots level. Too. Yeah. Basically, you're just kind of building it on your own self. Yeah. With no I want to well. learn the process right. of what it takes because I want to understand how it's all ran. And if you know someone that jumps into something that doesn't understand it, especially something that could be lucrative in the end, but that's not what it's about right now. You gotta understand it before you can run it. You're talking more like online sales. Yeah, and like like all of it, all the all the platforms, all of them. Manufacturing, distributing, uh, producing, outsourcing, uh, relations with just oh gosh, all the people that you just gotta try and meet and get on the you know I don't say the inside necessarily, but that's what it is. Right. So you got uh, you got some fantastic rods and 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 man it was I mean I would have preferred it I mean actually Brandon's probably more bougie than I am and he may agree or not agree with that right I, I, sure <laughs> right. sure well, I mean we'll go there that's, his that's kayak's right. clean did you see where Kurt Smith's was actually cleaning his kayak no. I swear, yeah, and he even announced it on Facebook. Damn. I wonder if... That's huge. I wonder what happened. It's huge. Made him do that. I think it... The lily pads probably sprouted out of his yard. Right? He's going to wake up in the morning, it's going to be like a four and a half pound bass flopping in the front yard. I'll have to go run through some duckweed just to get it going back to its usual self. Oh my gosh. A man who swore he would never clean his kayak. Yeah. Brandon's got a sweet kayak, Hobie Pro Angler 14. You got that mat, man. That mat is just killer. Um, you got it on yours too, dude. I How do. do you like it? I love it. I absolutely love it. Actually, silenced everything down. You know, you do. 
I mean, these kayaks, is, as they sound like drums, man. Well, they you know, are. Uh, when you get them out there in the middle of, and just the slightest little thump, you know they can hear that. Even when your feet used to slide and move, yeah. like, you can hear that. And it's like, yeah. if you put that on. Yeah, I like quiet. I like very, very quiet. Like very, very quiet, y'all. You know that kind of thing. But we were just <laughs> chilling out in the middle of, uh, gosh, we were Stone Lake Lake. And uh, damn eagles are flying everywhere. And I'm out there in the middle of Stone Lake Lake enjoying an early morning. And here comes Brandon in the Pro Angler 14. And dude, you just pulled right up next to me and gave me just the most wonderful Proteus uh, seven foot spin casting rod. And I came home and I slapped that American Tackle 3000 series spinning uh, reel on that. Dude, I went out this morning. I'll, I'll tell you the first thing I actually did. I went out yesterday and caught about seven bass out of the pond here. Right. Using the same technique I have since Chickamauga. I'm not changing until I stop catching fish <laughs> with that. Right? So and I'm just slab. That's what I'm doing. Why? Why? If they're bringing them into the it's boat. It's working for you. It is working. And the hook set on that is, is I've never felt that in a rod before. The backbone in it, right? But it gives you just enough flex to set the hook. Just enough. And it, being that you have to lift less for it to drive the hook yeah. before it catches the meat of the rod. Yeah. That sounds weird, but yeah. Um, it yeah. makes a big difference. Like, because you have one handed and like, great catch, by the way. That was Huge. a badass fish. You walked around Thank in you. front of your, your, your inflatable. Yeah. I was in the salty PDL Dude, this morning. That was morning. pretty badass to watch. And that's another thing, like, to watch people do that with something that, you know, is from me, that's pretty badass, dude. It's, it was it's cool. gratifying. It was cool. So this morning he's talking about, I had, can I brag about it a little yeah, bit? do it. So this morning, uh, so I like to go over Stone Lake Lake. And one thing I really like, big shout out to Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail and everybody out there, except I've submitted a 12 and a half inch bass a couple times and it's not up on the leaderboard. And I know that, does, that doesn't sound big, but I'm gonna tell you, these are, these are tournaments that are won by quarter of an inch. So 12 and a half inches means a lot. So can we figure that out? Thank you, Billy. Um, but a big shout out to Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. They got that season long big bass tournament. And the fun thing about uh, season-long tournaments is that if you, if you have a really bad day, you have redemption. Right. You know, you can come back. But for me, in my case, I have a couple, three or four hours every morning. Get up about five, get up to uh, the lo one of the local age lakes, usually it's Grant Lake or Stone Lake, mm -hmm. and I'll get up to one of them in a matter of 30 minutes, and I will be in the water and fishing in 45 minutes. And I have a few hours to do that. So this morning I'm up there, and I'm usually good for catching one at Stone Lake, and that's how it's always been. I've been throwing a lot of crankbaits, throwing a lot of spinner baits, jacking around with a lot of Ned rigs, trying whatever our creature baits. Jigs have been working pretty well, black and blue jigs and stuff. It's a muddy water type stuff. It's got structure up on the bank, but that's about it. I don't think there's anything. Is there anything in the middle of that lake? I don't know. Lake? I, I, I don't, I've never gone. Like nothing. They need to drop something, like just drop automobiles. There is a little drop, or a decent drop. Right. Toward the dam. Yeah. Right. So nothing, uh, really, other than maybe one a day when I went out there, which is fun for a season-long tournament. But since 
Lake Chickamauga. You've been on fire, John. Man, I can go out there now, and I'm pretty convinced that I'm going to catch at least two or three now. And that's all about it, because you went somewhere and got confidence, and now you brought it, and you're utilizing it somewhere else, and you just have so much confidence in it. You're picking, you're probably picking your spots of where you have caught them enough now that you're like, they'll be sitting right here, they'll be sitting here. Yeah. If, if you think about it, I bet yeah. you're just like pinpoint, like, yeah. I know where the 7-Elevens are. Huh? They're hanging out at the 7-Elevens, yeah. man. You know, just the, you know, this and that's that. Cool too. So, and and the casting of that spin casting rod with the microwave guides on it, man. The way that line peels off of that reel, the accuracy is really nice. Now it doesn't whip your line right. in there that right. one, but it was just enough. Once I got the hang of it out here on the pond, which is nice to have a pond in front of your front yard to try all that stuff out. I was able to go out there and just really accurate and not get hung up as much. But if you do get hung up, you got a 15 cent lure, right? It's not a $20 jackhammer. It's it's not the easiest to skip, especially when you're sitting down on your kayak, but I'm going to, I will have shorter spin rods because the seven, the seven two is too much. You need like a six nine if you really want to skip, but to get one with the same parabolic, yeah. the same power, that'd be pretty cool. Right. Right, man. Just skip like that stick figure that I was using today. But like you said, when you, when you go to skipping, the guide, the microwave guide, it does help. Because when you're, you first hit that water, if you don't hit it right, what's that do? It backlashes. It well, like, transfers yeah. the wrong energy back down your line. And yeah. It's so it's wrong message. Back up, yeah, man. Awesome. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Well, well, Brandon had came out, Little little Miami Outfitters came out that morning. When you handed me that spin casting rod, you just really stunned me with, uh, you know, offering uh, a uh, sponsorship uh, with rods. And I was just, I was, I didn't expect that at all. And, and I tell you, I absolutely appreciate it. Brandon uh, puts nothing but really all these got American tackle products on these right here, and you brought over a couple bait casting rods yes, sir. Uh, today. Let's talk about that. Uh, what is that? A seven two right there? Seven three. Seven it's the three. Heavy. It's the it's the Proteus. Obviously, it's the fishing gods of the sea. That's kind of what the next one will be named after as well. But yes, I mean it's black on black. It's slick. It's got the chrome. You know, it's got the EVAs. Um, American Tackle Grip, it's their G2. Alkani Fuji rods, or real, or I mean guides. And honestly, I just let it speak for itself. Right. I mean, it looks beautiful on it in its own, but that. I mean, when you when you put a decent, it, it doesn't even have to be a decent reel. Just put any reel you want on it and fish how you want it, and it's an all-around yeah. beast. You can just tell how that thing sits in the hand. It's an all-around beast. You don't have to have Okay, I'm not saying that people don't have certain applications for certain rods, because they do. It's it's obvious. Heavier rods don't throw lighter weights. I mean, you have to switch up. Yeah. But when you get into an all-around quarter, you could do 316s. I'd throw 316s um, DNO right. uh, moneymaker on it. And it's it, paired with a, um, I, do, I throw a Corrado on there, SLX. It's, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Just so... So nice and throw. I well, I have the LP8 reel up there in the box, just waiting to be applied to something. 
Uh, I love the G2 real seat there, man. Yeah, they that come out with another good. one. I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of our guy, Don. He right. called me actually last week, and I haven't called him back. Don's a busy man. Don is he's a he's the center of the universe when it comes to I'm rod building. Captain Solid, that's what you call him. Captain Solid. <laughs> they, they got they've got a couple of new um, grips. Right. That they've got that all carbon fiber one that I want to I want to get. Right. They got some surprises coming out. iCast this year. I'm excited to see what's happening. I'll have my eyes on the new product here. I, but it's top secret stuff, man. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell anybody. I can't even tell nobody. Nobody. It's top secret. <laughs> it is absolute top secret. It's amazing. I can't wait. To, iCast is one of the most amazing things ever. I mean, ever. It, it, it's... It was everything. This is a beautiful rod. So there's others available, right? Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Where do you go? Go to the website. Right. Say the www, but go to Little Miami Outfitters. Right. Right. Little Miami Outfitters. Yes, Check sir. them out. You got you got uh, a number of rods, don't you? You got four options. Four options. Yeah, you got three bait casts, a seven three or seven foot, seven three, seven six, and then a spin. Right. For the seven two medium. It's the same same exact action though. Right. So it's not. Right, it's basically for the fish you caught this morning. Mm -hmm. Everyone saw, which was just a stud. Which I haven't finished talking about, by the way. I mean, you even had your drag off, mistakenly, <laughs> and still boated that fish. That's pretty cool, man. Because when I saw that, I was like, dude, that was rods. <laughs> it was smoking. It was smoking. That fly's gonna get it right yeah, there. I'm, I'm gonna just jam that fly's face. Got I hate that. Fly must die. That's my motto. Yeah, I had it set. I had the drag set for like a a, a pound and a half bass. It was just slipping, and I mean the way you held the rod. Did you see the rod like do yeah. the work for you? Yeah. I, I think. Thank God. That has a lot to say about it. Right. You know? So we're using a seven-two rod. Seven-two. I think I said Correct. seven foot, but seven-two. A Proteus rod, and I was going, Oh my god! <laughs> and then it just, and thank god it was long enough I could bring it out in front because I was in the salty yeah. PDL 12, you know, I 120. That. That. And that's got a big long banana nose on the front of it. And I thought it was going to get hooked up in that prop, which would have been nobody's business. Probably would on that PDL drive. So the line, she was coming up underneath that, and I thought she was going to cut that. So with that big rod, I was able to bring her up in front, way up in front of that kayak, and land her on the side that I'm not usually used to. I'm not used to jumping on that side of the kayak. Usually right there on my uh, starboard side, right-hand side, I'll bring her up. No, but now nah, she was Isn't like, it crazy how yes. sometimes you just move your tip of the rod, and those fish will get, they'll think, it's almost leading them, and then they just shoot across. Yeah. It's like you wonder what would have happened if you had brung her to you know what I mean? Like yeah. you'd have brung her to you. She was pissed. Oh yeah. She was so mad. Because <laughs> you tightened the drag up. She was mad. I tightened. Put the brakes on her. Come in. That was, no, 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 that was no, no, pretty no, cool to watch, man. Cool. And I believe I've always thought that Stone Lake Lake, and I'm I'm not one of those folks who will hide where I catch fish. You know, I think Stone Lake Lake's an awesome lake. I think actually I'd really like to see some kayakers get in there. And see what kind of fish we had in there because I think kayaks are, kayakers are probably the ones that are going to catch those bigger fish at that lake but man at least you know give Cowan Lake some relief come no, down the stove that'll never happen <laughs> no it'll never happen <laughs> between the sailboats and the weekend warriors and every I mean it just gets the shit beat out yeah. of it 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do good at Cowan. I was I, I, this year at Cowan. I've weeks ago, done horrible. My, bu- my buddy of mine absolutely just lit him up. And I was like, I can't do this when we have derbies here. Right. Tournaments. Sorry, I don't like to say derbies. It's right. tournaments. Events. Yeah. How about that? Events. But it's just a different... It's a, it's a madhouse of plastic boats. <laughs> Bouncing. And we're all looking at each other. We're all like, God. Yeah, I know. It's I a just lot. Saw you five it is minutes a lot. Ago. It is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Still here. Hey, we're going to take a break. I'm sweating my ass off right now. Yeah. We're going to take, we're going to get some air circulating here in the attack room and open up another, uh, open up another brewski. And uh, we're going to come back. You got like third place in a tournament not long ago. I asked you about that. Yeah. We can talk about, you know, the Hobie Bass Open Series and start off with maybe not how good you did, but how great I did. Right. That's At the end. That's easy. Uh, (laughs) That's very easy. That's where I learned the technique. (laughs) I discovered the technique. Hey, we're going to be right back. We'll shout out the sponsors coming at you right now. Hey, it's your kayak. You can do whatever you want to with it. Yakgadget.com A Persian cat, right? I don't know what that thing is. Like a man coon. What the hell is a man? Somebody said, my mom goes, oh, that's a man coon. I was like, mom, you can't, what? What's what's a man coon? She showed me a picture and I was like, well, it does have a man coon's face. But we're talking about Caroline, this cat that I kidnapped. I catnapped down uh, from South Carolina. She was just a little kitten. Came up to me at the end of a pier. I was fishing at a uh, pond uh, and uh, brought her back home. My mom wanted a cat, I knew, prior to the vacation down there. And uh, I knew that, uh, by golly, it's just like the good Lord sent me a cat at the end of the pier, right? And this cat just hung in a little kitten, hung out right there and I'm looking around, there's dozens of cats. You know, like down in Key West, they have right. the Hemingway cats, right. yeah. which are like on the National Register or some, you know, so they're just like pissing all over the place, you know, and everything smells like a cat in Key West, but it's okay. So is that the look you're going for here? No, not necessarily. She's fixed, big time. We got her fixed. We got her fixed the moment she came home, but she's 12 years old now. And uh, she seems to be enjoying it outside. She's been living in our basement for about five years now. Uh, traumatized, in a sense, coming, leaving my mother's house, coming out here, hanging out at the Rock and Star Ranch where there's just vicious animals everywhere. But she's chilling pretty good right now. Get along with the horses? She does. Yeah. She doesn't mess around. Look at her. She's, 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 look at her. She stares so you down, doesn't she? As soon as I said horses, she just... just right? I swear, my mom's eyes look exactly like that. I swear, she got my mom's soul in there. Anyway, that's my mom. Mom, your cat's doing great. She was hanging out by the pond, just like just like my mom would. My mom would go out and hang out by the pond and watch the dragonflies and just sit there. So she was doing the same thing. So we were talking about uh, rods. 
and uh, you brought out two bait casters for me, and I absolutely, they're beautiful rods. Uh, Little Miami Outfitters, you can check, rod, you got those in stock right now, Brandon. Yes, sir. And uh, man, I'm I'm excited to lie, I already got the LPA um, reel on that bad. Doesn't that look pretty? Sleek, yeah, I love what, what model reel is that? That's the LPA, American Tackle. Pro staff. 15 pound drag? Or yeah. 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 It's got some, it's pretty low profile, huh? Low pro. I got little tiny hands, you know. I don't have, I, and I like to hug the reel. You know yeah, what I mean? That's the only, the only Shimano that I've ever taken back was the Crowder DC that I, I bought about three, four weeks ago. Right. Took it back because the gear casing on it was so wide, I just didn't like it because of how bulky it was. Yeah. And I was like, no. Yeah. The SLX DCs? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that, I mean, they're about the same resemblance as that yeah. right there. And they have those American Tackle. You can check them out. American Tackle? Just <laughs> Google it, man. Nothing American fails Tackle. From them. Nothing fails from them. Yeah. They're the Orvis clothing of fishing products. That's nice. Seriously. That's a nice tag. They've got some serious. Things. They are platinum. Their stuff is not. That, those rods wouldn't be what they are without them. Right. In my eyes. Right. You know? Actually, it's not. It's everyone's eyes. Your hands. The enjoyment. Those are sexy looking, too. You're talking about my legs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the legs are sexy. <laughs> Trying to get past the... All the mosquito bites <laughs> and poison ivy. No, but the rods speak for themselves. Oh, they are. American Tackle doesn't make... I can't wait to see him. Oh my gosh. What are they doing with a schmuck like me? You know? <laughs> I'm like, oh my good lord. I but I tell you, man, I am trying. I, every every day in some way, shape, or form, I'm trying to um if it's it's propaganda, I guess you could say, in a way. Uh, but I'm trying to uh, just put little things up every day something visual about florida because i want i want to move to florida you do i, I do i want to move to florida i want to just go to work america like, like right would you there. go hunt the uh, burmese pythons or would you just no i'm fishing all those those water retention ponds going to catch those big florida big huge black bass down in okeechobee and then you just run up to alabama gosh you got texas Lake Fork, Louisiana. Oh, oh, and they they just get they're just big monsters down there. That's all they are. So what's up with this Tennessee Bill Dance Act that they're getting ready to do down there? You know anything about that? What, 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 what? They're getting ready to introduce something in Tennessee. It's called the Bill Dance something, and it's no like it's no gimmick. Like it's legit gonna be after him. They're gonna be stalking like F ones in there. Um, strains, the big ones. Also, oh, it's named after him. It's a program or yeah, something. It's, stocking it's, fish. Yeah, it's going to be an act that they're going to do, but it's supposed to like increase their population with bigs like tremendously. They're all they're coming like, out of. They're the trying pond. to keep up with Texas, is what it is. But I don't blame them. I mean, shit. Right. Texas is pretty. Some... Yeah. God. Where does Bill Dance live? Do you know? Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee somewhere. Tennessee. He's always wearing the hat. So I yeah. think that's the only reason I know. But it's. Right. Down around Knoxville somewhere, maybe. I love. I want to be. I want to be Bill Dance. Then you say you had some. I saw you had some old magazines. Dude, those things are so awesome. You said 
didn't you take a picture of some old fishing magazines? My Bill Dance. I did a little Bill Dance TikTok. Yeah. The secrets of successful it's fishing. It's so awesome. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching one of the old Rick Fun videos. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the pistol grip. I love it. Yes. I it's love back it. Rick talked. Oh my gosh, now. And it's hard to talk when you cast a lure. He's 77 years old and still yeah. doing the elites, Nate. Can right. you imagine? Well, well there's testimony. There's right testimony. He's never too old to do anything. That's right. He still sleeps on his boat. Does it the old way. Wow. Yeah. If you could be like one angler, who would it be? He's like the Chuck Norris of bass fishing. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it, he doesn't even like to be talked about. It's like no one talks about Rick Clone, but instead in front of Rick Clone. <laughs> that is the best ever. I mean, you just wait oh for the my front god, punch. that's so true. And all. Like, there's another fist right yeah. under the beard. Seriously. Everybody looks at him and Mercer will be talking like you're going to get him off the stage. Nah. Just let, let, just let him stop He can top water through a cornfield and oh, pull man. a bass out of it. It's insane. The Chuck it. Norris of bass <laughs> fishing. He is so, so is it wrong to say that if you could be anybody in fishing, you'd be I'd want to meet him and I'd, I'd want to watch him because he, he come out with a, a few good videos, recent ones. Like I, I said recent, but they're like five years old, seven years old. Doesn't matter though. With him, it's always... He'll talk, he'll talk certain baits, and I mean, he's responsible for the Rico. He's responsible for that. Or some guy he knew. So he had it under his belt the whole time. It's an awesome topwater. And just every time he says, I'll never forget him talking, like saying, every time you hear someone else throw a buzz bait, like a co-angler, yeah. all he could imagine was that toilet flushing. Because he knew it was a possibility he was going to be a giant. Right. And just to hear like those things back then going through his mind, I wonder if it's the same today. By himself. Because he doesn't talk that much now. No, he doesn't talk anymore. Right. That's why I was shocked to know that he did videos back then. Right. His giant ass VHS. Right. Pig <laughs> monsters on the back. Sponsored by Marlboro Miller Lite. Connects his Guys just smoking a cigarette out Bone there and stuff. So you'd be Rick Clinton. If you could be anybody, would you be Rick Clinton? Grow up to be Rick Clinton? To see what he's seen from where it started to yeah. where he's at now? Yeah. Would, no doubt. Would that be who you'd be? I'd want to see it through his eyes. Right. Still I want to be Bill Dance. Bill's a clumsy son of a bitch. I, well, that's my character in a way. Dude, I, I mean, the whole the whole right? trailer hitches, the everything. Like, he's had the man's had giant black snakes fall out of the trees on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, <laughs> come on. Snap his poles off. Somehow flips it up in the air and then kicks it, and the snake does like eight flips and then lands in the water. Have you ever seen that one? Oh my god. It's awesome. <laughs> and somehow only Bill Dance and a tight ass pair of rustlers did it. Right. <laughs> How he got his leg up that high, I'll never know. Right. Wearing his kangaroos. Oh yeah. Loving like, the kicking about. They're sitting there filming once in a giant ass black lab. Come jumping off a bank over top of him and landed next to him. <laughs> Can't make it up. Yeah. And he's got that one buddy. Buddy hangs out with him. They do a lot of silly things, like try to canoe down a, some creek and they get hung up on some log or something. But yeah, Bill, man, first, no doubt, first real superstar. Yeah. When you say, I mean, he's like Michael Jordan. Who's Bill? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he, like he real superstar. He literally built. Right. Ray Scott had the idea, if, without Bill Dance, Roland, right. I, know, I know there's so many 
old anglers that would've been cool to know anything about that no one knows. Yeah. That helped build it. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Man. They're pioneers, legit. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. It's one of the names you hear that are that age. I think there's very few people that could really be thrilled or even take interest in the story that the last day of iCast um, except those that know really the significance of Roland Martin and what he's you know contributed to but as me and me and uh, Zach Carell from Yak Legion podcast are walking you know with our heads kind of hanging low but you know we were satisfied iCast was over three days we were it was hard walking man it's a, it's a lot of stuff it's intense and then all of a sudden it's just over it, it takes off as fast as it arrives and we're heading out to the car and and I look up and I said hey Zach just rolling more and he goes he didn't hesitate went right to him beeline <laughs> hey Roland hey come, come over <laughs> here there uh, YouTubers and Roland just had to stop <laughs> he just had to stop hey, like, you know the Roland's poor guy oh my gosh so we walked over there and it was pretty cool man to have him just take the time to tell us you know how he, every time he goes out to fish, he's always restless. Can you imagine the stories his son and grandkids have heard? The stories that he's told. You know, how but, awesome that'd be. Right. But would that for them? You know, we kind of have those famous fathers and grandfathers, but we kind of grow up in the mix. We're kind of burnt out on all of it, you know. Well, fishing's I mean, a, it's a sport of results. You can't fit. I mean, you right. can't cheat. So, right. I mean... What he's done is gonna, it says something, it should say something to his great yeah. kids, you know? Like that dude built what your father now lives off of. Dude, I'd be riding his coattails. Hardcore. All I got is a three and a half foot horse. <laughs> and I swear, I would be riding Roland Martin's coattails in a heartbeat. I mean, his, his little media guy. Um, I'd be Johnny Martin. What? I'd be Johnny Martin. Oh, you'd, run, you'd want to take his last name. You want to oh, if, if he was my grandfather or father. <laughs> Will you adopt me? <laughs> right. I might talk to him. I've been working for you for like six months. You mind if I take your last name? Yeah. Remember I met you out in that hot-ass parking lot last year, Roland? I've been thinking about, would you be my daddy? Oh. Man. I want to be Johnny Martin. <laughs> it's like a bad movie. Like a bad movie. Does he have any children? Who? Well, he's got... Scott. Uh, yeah, Scott Martin, yeah. right? Scott's a pretty good angler. He's got a daughter as well. Right? Scott's a hell of an angler. He's... He's a good-looking guy. He's proved himself. Yes. He's proved himself. Yeah. I mean, the guys, I think, won eight of the FL numbers. Right. Damn. I mean, that's a, decent, that's a decent living. Right. He's a big guy. I mean, he's kind of tall. I mean, he's like... He's, a, mar he's a marketing genius as well. Pretty smart how he does it. I saw him on a, he did a fly like a tower flyby like in Top Gun, Maverick man. It was just I would know I know he looked like he was, he was doing business man. So I'm down there at the iCast booth you know down there in American Tackle boom and there he was oh Scott Martin boom gone oh there he went that dude's a busy. What was he on again? Was he walking? No walking. Okay. Headed to the demo tank I think. Got to do a little demo. Was it ICAST? Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you're going to go down to ICAST, stop down at the American Tackle booth and say hi to us. We're right next to the demo tank. The big lure tank. 
They got the big fish that travel. Those fish travel everywhere. They're stunt pretty fish. Cool to watch. It's pretty cool to watch them feed them. Yeah. When they they set the plastic bag up in there and they'll just wait for the giant females to just start circling like great whites underneath of it. It looks like a bait ball. Yeah, and then they'll exactly it attracts them on, then they let them out, and it's like slay. It's not even fair. No, the kids all of a sudden oh, look at oh, the ugly no. side of the water. Ah. Just blowing pieces apart. Well, that was when I first realized that actually somebody had told me, and it made the. uh, You know, I think that's how uh, lure techniques for me work anyway. Is that for me, you just kind of learn and make sense as everything kind of falls into place. So, when somebody had told me one time that when these big bass are coming up, they are just. It was while I was learning how to spoon fish out in Chickamauga. Wondering why something that just goes straight up and down happens to catch anything and how a spoon just kind of flutters back and forth and the old man goes, well man, these big fish are coming up there and they're just blowing these fish to smithereens and those chunks are following down, those fish are coming up and grabbing those chunks they, they think and it's a dead like shot. You know, and they're just grabbing pieces right. of it. So, uh, um, when I then saw that for the first time, during one of those feedings in the big lure tank, I was kind right. of like, whoa, man, ooh, it made sense. It's so cool to watch that because it's a, a, a very adverse, like different way of throwing a spinnerbait, but you're basically throwing on, on a ledge into the wind. And how knowing where those fish were set up, do you know how erratic those things like flip around and move and all that shit? It's like to pinpoint, 30 yards away where that's gonna go. Right. That's nuts. Right. That, that's... Chris Aldane's a magician to just watch him throw that and just, it hits him every time. Right. With the wind blowing, that's the thing, like, you've got current. Right. That's pretty badass. And that's not, that's not necessarily a lure that can be tossed into the wind very, unless you're using a big heavy one. Yeah, unless you, yeah. And he does, he does it all the time. Right. It's so cool to watch him fish. He just goes after it, though. Throwing a spin bait. I'm not real confident. Swim bait. You're talking swim bait. No, swim baits and spoons. He throws both of them. I fell in love with swim baits this year. Mm -hmm. I'm something else clicked there for me. What's your thought? Trailers, yeah, but I don't ever throw just a direct. This year I did though. I threw I I threw um Mega bass, right? Yeah, impressive, right? Like it'll make anyone that doesn't have confidence in a swim bait, yeah. fish with them, right? It's pretty cool, right? I tried the here it is right here, the Strike King, right? All the rage, whatever. Rage sales, yeah. Right here, three point seven fives. They make good trailers. And I would take the Spike It permanent markers. The non-stinky ones that have no stink on them, no crayfish or nothing in them, but they all the permanent markers. And I would paint them up like a couple days prior to that as bluegill. And bluegill colors, shad, bright orange, and reds, and greens, blues in there. And they would, that, that spike it marker would permeate through the swim bay. Kind of would just make it translucent throughout it. And it, they look cool. They look so awesome. I loved it. And those worked. And now I would just toss in those by themselves. Stunlet Lake produced. 
with just those by themselves. Getting up in the nasty. That's one of the better trailers right there. I love throwing that on the back of a spinnerbait. Right. I've had the best best year ever for a spinnerbait is this year. Trailer on a spinnerbait or a trailer off a spinnerbait? What's your favorite? That one right there. Right? Yeah, that, You'd rather do that? Trailer. 100%. Yeah. Kevin Van Dam says he doesn't use a trailer on his spinnerbaits. I didn't have confidence in a spinnerbait until I put a trailer on it. Right. Seriously, because they just see a flash go by and it looks like a damn big ass meal. Yeah. Going stupid slow and they're going to take advantage of it. And I mean, they just break, they break the damn things. Yeah. Coming up beside them and just hammering on them. They do. I've seen, I've actually, for the first time, I was out with Jason Ricketts up at Lake Lake. And one of his spinner baits got hit it so hard that it broke one of the spinners off. I've never seen that. No. Not at all. Could have been that big. Me, no. Maybe it was that big meanie I took in today. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. She was actually just shy of 20. Really? Yeah, just shy of 20 inches. But I know she was over five pounds. I know what a five pound bag of sugar uh, weighs. I just got one a couple days ago. And I picked it up. And I thought about it, that's a five pound bass. I actually sat there in Kroger's. Went, wow, that's a five pound bass. Dead weight five pound bass. Right there. Go ahead. Next time you go to Kroger's, just pick up a five pound bag of sugar <laughs> and sit there and just go, wow, that's a five pound bass. Right there. Wow. And so when I picked her up, she was well five pounds. My, I don't want to say she was over six, but I ha, I don't I've never held a six pound bag of sugar. They don't sell them. She was close. Let me tell you about this Laurel River Lake. Yes. Maybe a deal. Yes. So Gene, long story short, Gene went on after the tournament and posted how he caught the winning fish that he. Dude put in at the mer- or like, well, I don't know where he put in at, but you, it says posted, no fishing around the marina. And he got out of his kayak, though, and went and found these fish on the beds, and he moored up his kayak, tied it off, got out, walked up to the parking lot down. I know where he was fishing, because I was like, it said no fishing. And KBF guys, or KBN guys, blew it all apart, because it was... He got out and caught the fish while he was on the bank and then went back to his kayak, put him on the board, took the picture. Right. Why are you bank fishing from a kayak? Right, right. I mean, for real. Right, in a, in a, in a place where you How couldn't does, fish. And this is why KBF, I feel like, stepped on their own dicks. Again, why would you even think to let that be a possibility? Because... For one, it, did, it never registered my mind to go get out of my kayak. I, once I'm sitting in a Hobie, I ain't, I ain't getting out of some bitch until it's right. lines out. But he got out and did all that, and it's like, how can you compete with shit like that? You know. So, anyways, long story short, he got disqualified, and I got to move up to third, and that's the only reason I'm going up to St. Clair because of the point status. Because it's like, I mean, and no one knew about the tournament at all. I'm not saying I would have done it with more sticks there, but. It was a decent total for what it was an average total about what for what what one I think McClurk had won right with like four inches more. Now was he was was he disqualified because he was in a bad area? He couldn't. He was posted no area. fishing and like he got out of his and I think what added to it is like he got out of his kayak and walked up and like pitched for this fish, caught her on the bed, went back to his kayak, took the picture. It was like it wasn't a short walk either. 
So it's like, so is that an actual rule? KBF allows it. They did allow it. I don't know if they still do, but. Would you ever think to do that? Like, if it was a rule or not, I would think in my mind, that's, you can't do that. It's kayak fishing. Yeah, I know. Where the, where the small print does it say bank fishing? I guess they locate it for running water. Like, if there was. Right. But I always thought it was like, oh, well, I had to be tied to you or something like that. Right. You know, you could know. tie it off and walk up and be even more stealth and catch the fish. You know? I don't think I want to do it in the first place, but. I'm not sure why you would need to do it unless you you just couldn't get the angle right on something. You know? I, I guess, man. I don't know. Right. But I just thought it was a little weird. Right. We like to talk about weird things, John Gray's kayak fishing right now. Actually, a big shout out to Strictly Sail and Kayak. They're located up in Blue Ash. Ohio. They've been there since 1978. What were you doing in 1978, Brandon? Um, depends on what month, because that's when I came into the world. But... Okay. I don't know. Steve, probably, <laughs> it's a sailing outfit. Steve, Steve won't ever claim me, so it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, I think he'd probably, if you're going to open up a sailing shop, it's probably early in the springtime, 1978. Wow. What were you doing? You born yet? Yeah, July. Okay, yeah. Well, I bet he was busy. I don't know why Steve Tasty thought it would be a good idea to open up a sailing shop in the middle of Blue Ash, Ohio, but I kind of think really Blue Ash was built around Strictly Sail it had to and be. Kayak. They yeah, put, they, when they put that fence up, they put they built Blue Ash. They did. You know? The railroad brought it and in. And they asked man. him if it was okay if they could build shit. Right. <laughs> you, know, so, you know he's making dime off of it somehow, too. Right. Steve, him and his pinball machine. Hey, but so if you're in the market for a pin, hey, not a pinball yeah. machine, <laughs> Dude, you we probably got, we got an arcade there this this winter. It's gonna be good. Time. That is true. I can't wait. When are we gonna have our first uh, strictly sale uh, pro staff meeting coming up? We get to some kind of happen stuff, right? But if you're uh, if if you're in the market, not only for a pinball machine, Steve's a wheeler and dealer. They have a lot of kayaks in stock right now. Old Town kayaks. Um, a lot of Hobies, a lot of Hobies and uh, inflatables are hot right now. How about the How about the Fiesta? Did you see the, the Fiesta? They used to make a car. It's a Fiesta. Yeah, the Ford Fiesta. Yeah. Right. 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 Now they got the Hobie Mirage Fiesta. I haven't seen it. Right. Not room for you. Not room for your significant other. But not room for three. But room for four. Oh he, yeah, he you, buying three of your friends. Like, yeah, right. it's like a. That's a, I don't like to say party barge, but that's huge. It's pretty cool. How much fun is that right there? Put a, could you put more than one torpedo on that? Would it, it wouldn't matter, would it? Right. It's based off watts. Right. right. Just put a torpedo on it? Just put one. One of the big ones. And just yeah. leave the drives out of it? Just Plane, hold on? Out. <laughs> yeah. Feet up, kids. Buckle up. You know that front end would catch something <laughs> like and just really fall over. Shit, like, whoa. <laughs> Tiller handle. Don't lean. Don't lean. <laughs> yeah, so they actually this is that we're talking the real deal. It's not like a uh, it's not like a pedal pub, it's a paddle pub. But it's uh the Hobie Mirage uh, so does Fiesta. Everyone, does everyone get a drive? Everybody does. Oh, so you there's get a no slack in the tribe. No slack, man. Damn, I didn't know if that's I bet sweet. that thing can kick Talk weight. About an evolutionized remember those old school plastic Shitty paddle, paddle boats. And we got one right out from the Rock and Star Ranch. Yeah. It's real quiet. 
not. It's not like somebody's gonna sink. Yeah, it turns out the mud. <laughs> it's just the worst invention <laughs> ever. <laughs> Think about Hobie. Just being all still. Quiet. And for not, but off and you can, quad. And you can buy it from Strictly Sale. Right. It's pretty cool. Dreams come true. Right, so I was out uh, yesterday. No, it was this morning. Man, wow, what a great day. I was out this morning and I was on the uh, big, uh, the, uh, the, back up, the Old Town Sportsman PDL uh, 120, the Salty. Uh, man, I loved it. Super fast, maneuverable. It's got a lot of storage space. It's all ready for a tournament. Uh, you're ready to go. How's your kayak doing? All set up? You all good Amazing. Got it tweaked out? I got that amped. Dude, is there pictures of your kayak? 100 100 out. I got the amped 100 amp hour. 12 volt right behind my ass like right underneath of me right it'll power anything and everything all day really it barely even draws it down nothing not and you're kicking up some speed on that thing too aren't you that's not for the motor that's for my graph my uh-huh. unit right it's it's awesome right but other than that yeah it's, well you got some gopros and all that kind of lights yeah they've got their own power source right. so i mean they don't feed off of that which is stupid for me not to put them on there because but i didn't get the 100 amp hour until recently right i'll put them on there though right. i will because you're doing a lot more than that you posting that stuff up on your website yeah it's crazy to edit this shit man right. it's really crazy because i just listened to kbn's um show today about Alex Rudd and um, Blanchard from out California it's, uh-huh. it's nuts how they can spend eight to nine hours yes just to get something out like you do it like what like what's in it I mean I know the commitment it's like that's why it's it's a it's more than a commitment you know it's and like how it's evolving like you've got to try and stay up with what catches an acronym for uh, yeah. Algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, damn. Right. It's all moving at the speed at the speed of how they're all building it. It's like, how do you ever catch up with something like that? Right. You start slinging it. I mean, you have to. Just start slinging. The meat. Yeah. Just start slinging. Wait yeah. till something chunks. You know, it catches on. Almost like fishing in a way. You know, you just try your different techniques and see what happens. See what bites. You know, see what you know grabs the attention of the beast. Some of the there's stuff that, you know, I will really kind of labor. I quit laboring is one thing that I did, and my stuff got better. I condensed it. I didn't think oh, about yeah, 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 it in yeah. a YouTube production That's what they sense. Said as well. I stopped pretending I was on the Discovery Channel. Right. You know, and just, I'm just slinging it. And so I'm. I'm a junk fisherman and I'm a, I'm a junk social media. I just throw it out there and what sometimes things works. I'll tell you what, I would advise anybody to go to Craigslist right now and buy a $200 miniature horse. What? Oh, I, like pooch or poochie. Pooch. I would advise anybody, if you were interested in social media and want to get a lot of attention, no. just go buy a little horse. Man. It My works. family loves that horse. Are you going to bring him out here sometime? Yeah. Right? 100%. Right. Infatuated with it. Right. We, we need to have a party here. Like you know a what? fall, fall, like, you know, you know, group party. You know, with all the, with all the folks. What's that? Yeah. Bring yeah. family and stuff That's out here. That's actually a pretty good idea. Like I mean, you've got I think we should. covering... 
In case something kind of stuff. crazy happens. Fall? Like rain? Yeah. Fall? Fall time. That'd be pretty we cool, can do dude. a little fishing out there, catch some. Claremont County's best fish out there, man. Yeah, I'm down. There's a five pounder in there somewhere. We missed her last time I was here. I saw the. You saw it, didn't you? Yeah. She's a big one. That was the Rico. She <laughs> that Rico's sticky too, man. Yeah. I don't know how she missed it because all you can do is barely touch those hooks to freshen them up. Right. Right. Rick, that's Rick Clone for you, dude. I'm telling you, he's right. Chuck Norris of bass fishing. He don't mess around. He makes a hook that you can barely have to touch on a stone, and it's like, ding. Right. Some bitches don't get it in shirt. You're right. You're gonna cut a hole in your shirt. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's happened all. Right. Oh yeah. Just big holes. Hemmets. Yeah. It's all good though. So speaking of shirts, man, you got some swag too, don't you? Little Miami yeah. Outfitter swag. I'm what do you got in, available right now? I'm always in the sun shirts. I'm always looking for that. I'm liking what you just dropped off. Yeah. So I I had a, a SPF shirt made, but I wanted the air pits or the armpits aired out. Because, I like air pits is a better word for it. Yeah, I just made that up. But we can you can totally worse. use it. You can have it. These are air pits. They are. Yeah, that was totally cool. Wasn't it? Yes. But and then I don't like the big tall neck gaiters on them when you pull them up. It looks like you're looking through a plastic like um, Dumb and Dumber when he's coming. Or no, it's uh, Ace Ventura when he's coming out of the rhino's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like that look like hey. <laughs> I don't like Bazooka don't, Joe. Remember yeah, him? Yeah. What who? Bazooka Joe. No. I don't right. know Joe. No. <laughs> but I, it kind of, uh, it's got a little bit of lift on the, uh, right. the front of it. Other than that, I got the uh, the waterproof pockets in the front. Yeah. For the essentials. Right. That's great. Not for a tourney tag. Yeah. Not only that, it's not only, people just, if you don't have hatches like a Hobie, you're missing out. But, you know that front hatch? Mm-hmm. Or like just some place to keep things dry? That was my biggest problem yeah. when I first started this. Was keeping things dry and like keeping things accessible and quick. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So that is yeah. sweet. So I keep my electronic keys in there. There you go. And because uh, I don't want them to get wet, it's a good place to put the phone. It's a nice big pocket and the tourney tag. And it's, it's a stiff material, so when you put something in there, it doesn't fall down. It right. keeps it like right there. Yeah. You know. It's not um, laying down on you. Right. Like you know, uncomfortable because you know. Us kayakers, we can kind of get built funny sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to start a physical, like a uh, activity YouTube channel for kayakers. <laughs> like my tit hanging down there. <laughs> huh? It's my feed bag. Right. You know? I mean, Throw it over the side. Right. I'm going to empty it and count like to think that it's a physical exercise but it's really not is it not if you have the way that they build them the way you can just do like four kicks and like take off yeah what a hobie i don't know how the other right. prop rolling actually pretty whoa nice the Are old they... town sportsman's the only oh prop drink the only prop drive i've ever been in was a jackson hd when they first came out yeah i took it out one time and sold it yeah you did not there's nothing against it i just wanted a hobie instead right because Brian should have never let me demo what I did because he knew. Right. Dude, when you can parallel park, yeah. quiet, yeah. shit, I'm rolling up to my spot. Yeah. You're Tokyo drifting into your spot rather than just <laughs> turn around like <laughs> a big huge. <laughs> right. You, you, you couldn't turn it so much in a four-acre field. Right. So it's like... <laughs> so 
Here comes the Carnival Cruise Line. You know, you're that poor bastard that's on TikTok that's just got that big yacht and you're just destroying everybody's sailboat because you just do not know how to turn that thing. I did get in a little predicament this morning with all my rods and the wind blew me into it. And, uh, it, you know, the kayak was 12 foot long and you do have to watch that kind of stuff, man, because, you know, take that into consideration if you're looking at kayaks. You know, the bigger the kayak, a little bit more challenging it can be when you start getting into some tricky stuff. I think it's all, it's it's definitely all about where you're using that bigger kayak. Like those PAs, they're lake boats. Yeah. You can use them on a river, but like you were saying, or um, um, Tarek Walker was using for um, the Susquehanna. If the water doesn't move under it, it's gonna track. Yeah. It's gonna trace. You know, it's gonna yeah. keep a line, more of a line than if it wouldn't. But if it, when you, you can see the water moving, it's a river boat. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's all about what kind of situation you're in. Yeah. So tell me, you were telling me something pretty tragic happened with Mr. Walker. What went down with that kind of stuff? I, I don't pay, a, it's obvious I should pay attention a little bit more to the social media stuff when it comes to This just to happened that. today. I didn't hear it. Did, did yeah. he post this up? Uh, yeah, he did. What Someone broke into his truck. And, and, and I mean, I've met Tarek several times. I mean, he's from Columbus, so I know who he is. I've, I've fished around him enough times, and I mean, He's on the Strictly team as well. And he just posted that someone broke into his truck last night and stole all of his stuff. And Turk's a great dude. I mean, if you've ever met him, and if you have not, then you need to. Honestly, he's kind of, he's like us. You know, he's, he's really, like, a great dude to be around. And I just felt compelled. Like, I was like, I'm doing, like, I gotta help him. And the camaraderie that kayak bass fishing is... We've all made friends yeah. throughout all of this. Like you and I, like all of us. Without kayak bass fishing, none of us would know each other. That's very true. You know? That's very true. I wouldn't be hanging out with you stinky bastards for any other reason, yeah. I don't think, unless we are. Where else are you going to see 20 people floating in the water until go time? Hanging Just out looking at each, each other. other. Like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing much. What are you doing? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Well, speaking of, speaking of the friendship, and, and <laughs> well, I want to get back to Mr. Walker because what you had, had uh, did was pretty cool. It shouldn't go unannounced. But in the same type of thing, um, big shout out to Ashley, um, Ashley Tacey. We were down at uh, Lake Chickamauga for the Hobie Bass Open Series, and uh, it was the first day of that uh, particular event that I showed up early, as I always do, and there was a gentleman there from Tennessee, um, and I don't think I've ever seen a dude ravage a bag of powdered donuts like this dude was going through these donuts. He was destroying these things. And so I, I just told Ashley and Brian that when they showed up to do some fishing in the area that I was in, and uh, so second day came around, and uh, by golly, Ashley uh, brought me a bag of powdered donuts. Are you serious? When they showed up. And uh, so, you know, very similar. You know, you just, where else? Where else is somebody just going to show up with a bag of powdered donuts and say, here, friend? So your, ch your so, Chickamauga right. experience went pretty good. 
because you were talking to me weeks before, well, like two weeks before you, you told me you'd driven across and sent me that video, like that spot you found. And that's, yes. that's the cool thing about what we do. You find those little niches. Yeah. Like my, like the guy that I roomed with, Justin, found yeah. to win it. Yeah. And it's so cool to hear, like, I'll tell my wife these things, but I don't ever get to tell anyone else. Right. Honestly. Right. Which is stupid. I know. It's like, oh, let's we hang out with each other. We'll keep it quiet. Right. When it comes down to it, it's like, I did shitty. Fish different water. You did good. You, you, you fish water that you knew, and Justin didn't find that place until Friday afternoon. Right. It's, and it's, it's like, it's so cool to hear other people doing, I don't know, finding, and it sucked because I didn't really try to fish for them until like middle, high, like high sun. Right. Made it harder, which was dumb because I probably left the areas, didn't fish them that I saw the fish. Mm -hmm. They were there. I, that was probably the dumbest thing I could have done was leave them when I didn't even give them a shot to bite. Right. Will you do that again? I don't know, man. I, I try and learn everything I can coming from these tournaments because I'm telling you, it's 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 such a learning experience, which is it's so f damn awesome. But you, you try and take something away from all of them. Yeah, absolutely. You really do, and you try and put all that puzzle together yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. No one can figure them out, but if, when you do, if you're in the area, we're on kayaks for crying out loud. But if you can figure them out and practice when, when you got a torpedo on there, that's your advantage. Right. No matter how far they are away, you just make it happen. But it sucks to get all that far away and it changes. Yeah. Oh. It, it's happening. Yeah. It happened this year. Just a kick in that ball sack, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're well. so disgusted. You're like, I want to throw, yeah. throw up. Like, come on, man. This kayak must go faster so I can crash it into the pylon. Right. And it happens. Well, my Torquedo uh, was a Stroke Dog TVA special. So, big shout out to Stroke Dog. Uh, Stroke Dog's my son-in-law. And uh, he's a TVA guy. Oh, with the boat. He's a rafter. Right. And he got the bass boat. <laughs> Uh, with for about three or four thousand bucks he's got put into it and it's a really nice old grumman like a 94 grumman aluminum you know i mean it's solid and it's got a 60 evan root on it you know which is oh, so from you, like you took a guide out no no actually i sent him out too no he was far from a guide <laughs> he took a guide out is what he did right. well, yeah my cousin son-in-law's cousin twice removed right uh -huh. right so he was like, I, I told him, he knew that I was coming down there for the bass open. I'm like, so get out on the boat and here's what I need you to look for. I want you to look for structure on the banks for me. I want you to look for activity on the surface of the water, what of any kind. I want you to look for bait balls. I want you to look for just odd things and I actually was drawing him pictures of like cattails and different things and rocks you know so his knowledge of fishing was kind of minimal but he was excited to have this used boat and to to him a new boat to take it out and to start fishing so I gave him a couple rods and stuff so he reports back to me about this place that he just happened across 
on the way to Grasshopper. I was sending him to Grasshopper to go check out, see what was going on up there. I said, man, if you see things like professionals, like pro boats hanging out, just put an X on those spots, you know? We'll go back and look at them and see what was going on and all that. So he was like on a James Bond mission. Well, on his way to Grasshopper, he took a right turn on Eldridge, I think it is, and he was thought he was going up into somebody's house because it really turns into a one-lane road. And it takes you down, back down to the lake, and you cross a very thin bridge, and that's Eldridge Slough right there. That's what you were going under? Yes. Yeah. Right? So he reports back to me that this place that he found has all of those things, right? So a couple days prior, we went out on the boat, and all we had to do was drive around. Well, that's all we could do was drive around on the boat and try to survive because the 60 lasted for about a half mile, and we had to use the trolling motor to get back in the wind. He just bought that shit? Well, I, I like I told Stroke Dog, I said, there's no such thing as a $3,000 bass boat, first and yeah. foremost. You're always going to have issues with it. So it had electrical, it has electrical, a lot of electrical issues. And it, but the old bird, <laughs> and that dude rigged that up before that sounds like I used to get them some bitches about an hour on the lake yeah, and then it's gonna take off it did <laughs> damn it did. you got got man you got got the, the boat drifts up against the bank damn it we're like well you're here you might as well do some fishing some old boy went by him and said well I've never seen anybody bank boat from <laughs> from bank a boat fish on the from bank. a boat from oh well, my god so on that report from Stroke Dog, I go down there that Friday and I get out on the water the day before. And Brandon, I have never seen anything like that in my life. I have never seen that type of activity. It was like the water was boiling everywhere. But I didn't know how to catch them. In fact, I didn't catch nothing on the pre-fishing day. I didn't know what to do. I'm just like, just slinging junk. So. I went into Fishtails Tackle Shop on Highway 60, Georgetown Highway. They're coming between Cleveland and Dayton, mm-hmm. Tennessee. And I stopped in there. And I went right up to Tank, who is the owner of Fishtails. And I said, Tank, I said, I'm just, and this works, this works if you're out of town. You go in there like you're a poor schmuck. Don't act like you're a pro fisherman and know it all. Because those, those locals will see right through you right oh yeah so you go in there and you just act stupid and I'm good at that so I walked in there and I'm like hey tank what's a poor schmuck like me do I just want to catch a few fish put them on board what's a poor schmuck like me do in this situation when fish are just blowing up all over he walks me right over to the Gary Yamamoto selections and he grabs a package of green pumpkin with black and green flake and he gives him to uh, gives me the pack, and he says, "You'll be back for more." And I said, "Well, what do you do with these?" He said, "You just put it on a weightless hook, and you just throw it out there when they start blowing up the surface, and just let it sit there." And that made sense because now I'm thinking in my head, "Oh, so these are pieces of fish that's just floating down. That cinco would just float down in the column, nice and easy, and it just looks like guts." Or something, these fish are just chewing it up. So I go back the first day of the Hobie Bass Open Series. And 
dude, I should have bought two packs. Because it was within no time at all, I was putting fish on board and I was excited. So you took a guide out and you got local knowledge? Yes. Hmm. Is that against the KBF rules? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the KBF rules? <laughs> I don't think so. I think you can you can fish in waterways. Right. I don't think you can take a you couldn't you couldn't take a guide out like a week. Was it a week prior to Hobie? You couldn't take a guide out. It might have been the whole month prior. Yeah, I it, think it's a whole month. It's farther than that. It's like thirty days or something like that. And I like. Or did they change that uh, recently? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. I hope not. You know what I really like about the Hobies is that they don't have the motors. They don't allow motors during the event. Stop. I think pre-fishing is awesome, but Stop, you know. man. I mean, yeah, it puts everyone on the same playing field. It does. I mean, it makes things, no matter what, equal. Yeah. No matter what. I mean, that's one way of policing it and thinking about it. It's, you might have 1103, and he's got a 403 XIs, and they don't give a shit about that. They're like, right. game day, everybody plays on the same field. Yeah. I, I like it, and I hate it. Right. I do. It's It sucks finding something... When you pre like when you pre-fish, that you know you're damn well good and not you're not gonna get to it. Right. It's because you find shit closer to a ramp or you just I don't know, man. I, so it really does kind of it makes it, it worse. It does. I guess it does. But they offer one in the at the, at the end of the year in a prize, but they don't allow them. You know. So it's like then don't uh, but torpedoes probably and they probably pay for a lot of them. right. I'll take a damn torpedo and a prize. I'm Mr. Raffleman. Who? Mr. Raffleman. Why is that? You've heard of the Rifleman. Chuck Connor, remember Rifleman? I thought you were going to say Chuck Norris. I was like, no, no but... He's Chuck Connor. He was like kind of a cool Chuck Norris prior, back in the Western days. Him and his little Jimmy. I think that was his name. Remember the Rifleman? He walked no. out. Chuck, 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 pow, 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 pow. He had that Winchester. Oh, on Saturday morning. Right? Yeah, had that big, huge ring on it. You flip the, around. The, the tassels hanging off the jacket and shit. I don't think Chuck Norris did that. No, I'm talking about Jimmy, whoever you just said, or Chuck. Oh, Norris. yeah, Chuck Connors. Yeah, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris did. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, dude. Chuck Norris. He is. I. I swear, you can go to Chuck Norris right now to any like, because uh, it's Chuck Norris all day long on on TV, right? He's on all kinds of stations. Hold still, I'm gonna get that fly. I don't mess around, right? And but uh, uh, Chuck, Chuck has done Texas Ranger episodes in a friend's jacket. Chuck Norris goes fishing, pitches a jig, all the fish float up to the surface. <laughs> he just picks that. <laughs> he just picks the biggest one and puts it, the, puts it on the board. Oh my God, Jesus walked on water, but Chuck, Chuck can Norris swim went through, through land. land. <laughs> yeah. I fell over when I. <laughs> That's like real shit. Jump, jump, jump. Dude, jump, break, break. Like, like a I giant Norris. I want to be Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris is bad. He's the only dude that went up against Bruce Lee and didn't flinch. The <laughs> rest of them flinched. You can see it. No, they didn't have a chance. Right. Nobody had a chance against Bruce Lee. You died play you, died you could play ping pong with nunchucks. Come on, man. Is that real or not? Yeah. Seriously. It has Do you to think be. it is? They can't fake that stuff. I mean... Same, if they fake them, it was the then if it was sort of uh, 
The same people that fake the moon landing is the same people that fake the ping pong match with him. Oh, like the people who think the planet Earth is flat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, the people that, you know, they obviously... Oh, yeah, they think they... What's that, Sorkasi or something was all in the moon on landing. Yeah. He, like, produced that young guy. What do right? you say? Fake the moon landing? Like, what, what do, do think I about think about that? Yeah. Uh, you believe it? I, I was in the Apollo Kids space color, man. Huh? I, I still have my souvenir glasses. All the Apollo missions. I have drinking glasses they sent me. And a patch. They got lost so, in outer space and made it back to Earth without radio. With Tom Hanks can do Bro. some amazing shit. Oh, you, oh, I see what you're getting at. You think so it's all been an acting job. All right. No. Heck no. These guys are real men. But I am curious as to why... Uh, Mr. Armstrong doesn't really want to speak. I mean, he's, he's, he's like, dead now. Yeah, too late. Yeah. You know, but why would he not want to? Come on, Neil, speak to us. Why would you? You know, not NASA want... was ran by all the Germans, right, from World War II. Look well, they were the science. They were the smart yeah. ones, man. That's why we kidnapped them and brought them over. We put through black hoods JFK on their faces like, and right. he said, work, "Bring bitch. them on." Right. Build me some rockets. Right. We're gonna put you in the mountains. West Virginia someplace and you're gonna just you're gonna marry a little white Kentucky girl and we're gonna you're gonna eat life cereal it's but crazy gonna, you learn tell all us all of your secrets young. what? yeah time. <laughs> what? we no. rocket to the moon no man I wouldn't have strapped my ass I do a lot of stupid stuff but I would not strap my ass to a rocket like that no. I wouldn't skydive, but I would think about. I don't want to go up like old boy that barely that rides that dick up in the like the first. Um, oh, the Elon Musk. Yeah, SpaceX. I, would, I don't want to do that. I want to go up into space. I don't want to do the whole. Like, Let's go up into Bezos. The... Hey, I'll take you up for twenty million dollars. People are. That's the best carnival ride of all times. And people are paying it. Twenty million dollars. You make sixty like the usually like a family of them. Like. Waltons, <laughs> like someone pays like right. $100 million, let's roll. I don't know. I think, I actually think the Hammer is the best carnival ride ever. The who? The Hammer. It's the Hammer Hedge, you mean, where the two damn big... Yeah. And you can spin them. Yeah, and they go nuts. Right, and they just, there's you know not, they a, there's not a right? tight bolt on No, they them. all come loose and you just get taken off flying across like I, towns. I got hit with a bolt. I, was, I used to live up the Claremont County Fair. Oh, I was hanging out by one. I got hit on the head by a bolt. But we couldn't figure out which carnival ride it came from. And we were just... <laughs> <laughs> I want to sue, but I don't know where it came from. <laughs> so, it was around the corner, man. I know that color. Well, we oh, were waiting for the tragedy to happen. Oh, you know? shit. Hit my little foot in the head. <laughs> the hell's wrong with y'all? Where <laughs> it all of a sudden the horn just grows out of my head? Yeah, those were the hammerheads, man. They were little blue steel cage cars that this dude had a wand, Willy Wonka wand stick out front going like left to right and it's like you would go so fast around them and they had like four 350 engines powering it (laughs) you could hear them all diesels just like just glass packs right these people our town would pay money for these people to come into our and like endanger our lives. Right. Not even think about it. Yeah. Just to entertain us. Yeah. Make a little money for the church. 
you it's know, spray painted 85 times. Just, can you imagine the germs back then? When your head touched something and it stuck to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nasty. We survived. We did. We survived. We beat COVID. We did. Have a twitch. Well, Brandon, big shout out to anybody, man. Wrap things up, your wife. Your wives are good, aren't they? Caroline, I'm thinking. Big shout out to Caroline. Yeah. Come out, Caroline. Bring the bring the little one. Come out and see. Hang out with Poochie. I love the camaraderie. Like I said, I love all of it that I've had. Uh, It's just so exciting to be a part of everything that we are, and you know, I'm looking forward to the future. Yeah. I'm looking forward to get them badass bait casters out on the water right now. Thank you so much, Little Miami Outfitter. I appreciate it, man. Announcing the big broad sponsorship. You got you got some other folks that you've well, you actually sent that you sent uh, uh, Tarek a, a few rods yeah. to get him back in. Justin going, Patrick right? just won the Hobie chick at Chick. Uh huh. His boat's full. Justin Patrick. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Justin Patrick Fisher. Um, Jason Cassidy. Uh-huh. He's on, uh, he fishes the Hobie Trail as well. Um, you? I think that's it. I fish Stone Lick. Yeah, but you're infatuated <laughs> with American Tackle, so it all makes sense. How about that? It does. I do love my American Tackle. I do. I'm in the center of the universe with American Tackle. How does a schmuck like me make it happen? So check these rods out that he has on uh, Little Miami Outfitters. Just Google it, man. Instagram uh, website. Right. Yep. You can see your pretty boat on Instagram. Um, you yes. got pictures yeah. of your boat. Yeah, yeah. It, they're on there. It's yeah. a sexy boat. It's pretty cool. Man. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. nice. I appreciate it. Big shout out to American Tackle and everybody down in Florida. We'll be seeing you in a few weeks at ICAST 2022. If you guys are visiting ICAST, stop down, man. Uh, again, similar to what Brandon was talking about, the center of the universe. Uh, Don Morris, knowledge of all. Captain Solid. Captain Solid. Yeah. He, I mean, the manufacturing process, the retail process, the connections, which are so important. If you want to put together something in a rod series of your own, label them your own, have a private label, man, call Don Morris down at uh, American Tackle, but they can help you with shipping, they can help you with packaging. And if you have some bird brain crazy ideal that nobody else believes in, man, and they think that you're just absolutely learning, before you give up on it, man, call up American Tackle and run it by them because sometimes those bird brain ideals become amazing, amazing things. And it's just a matter of... I mean, think about the pocket fisherman. The pocket fisherman, we got one right up there. You just never know. It so. everyone, someone to start from somewhere to get it does. where they're at. Do you ever, would you ever think that a big blade bait like that, the Brian Thrift big blade Z-Man bait would catch anything? I mean, look at that ridiculous looking thing with that big coffin blade on it. It's a lawnmower. You know, look at it. <laughs> I'd never believe that something like that would catch. So you just don't know. So get in contact with American Tackle down there. Big shout out to Yak Gadget. And the crew, hope everybody's got some tight lines and you're catching some big fish, putting them in there. Uh, Katie at Spike It and Lure Works, uh, hope to see you down at the iCast as well. That's taking art to the water. I love it. Recently, I've been taking some swim baits that I fell in love with, and I'm taking the Spike It markers. 
Talk about those hooks you used when you set the hook on that fish this morning, that, that big girl. What was that? Those are the American tackle Sharpenite three-aught uh, worm hook. I like that. Sharpenite. Man, you know, what's cool about Sharpenite, and I think for me as a kayak bass fisherman, you know how our stuff just gets damp? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. I mean, it gets wet, our stuff gets damp, it gets muddy, and I'm not the dude that comes home and cleans absolutely after every trip out there. And as a result, you open up the tackle box, the Plano, the next day, and you're like, oh man, some of my travels on some of my favorite crankbaits got rust and stuff, but those Sharpenite hooks have that Sharpenite coating. I'm not even gonna pretend with my eighth grade Amelia education what that even means. But it's some type of a galvanization on that that keeps them literally like surgically sharp. So it's a coating that allow them to dull. Yeah, they don't. Nice. They stay sharp. American Tackle. You know what's cool about American Tackle hooks too? Is they put them on a tie, a little gold tie. Okay, so you know normally like a, you pull a, a package of hooks out, pull one out and they all fall out. Well, these are all connected to a tie, like a bread tie. Oh, yeah. And it's a cute little gold tie. And you just take one off at a time and tie it back up, put it right back in the sealable package. And they stay right like they were. Genius, come on! That's American Tag. That's a pen attention to detail. So, big shout out to those guys. And uh, Little Miami Outfitter, check yes, them sir. out. Strictly Sale, kayak located in Blue Ash. Been there since 1978, check them out. Folks, thank you so much for uh, tuning in and to John Graves Kayak Fishing here on Anchor FM. Thanks for coming out, Brandon. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thanks it. Hey, go catch some fish, everybody. Go catch some fish. You catching fish soon? Uh, right. St. Clair. You going out tomorrow? No. Can't. Going to Norris. Okay. Look, the numbers are turning red. That means we got three seconds. Two. One. So long, everybody. Oh, by the way, I just absolutely sucked in the charity event. That's all I got to say. I just, I, it was horrendous. Catastrophic failure. Titanic struggle. Thank you.